Hollywood is in upheaval over the coronavirus. We'll give you the lowdown on what's being moved to when and why you should care, even if you don't go to the movies. Also, the Museum of the Bible is being forced to admit its prize collection is all fake. And we've got a new music video from Bethel Music's Brandon Lake. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Everyone, I'm Jesse Carey. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All those stories are coming up, but first, I wanted to tell you that today's episode of The Daily is brought to you by our church leadership podcast, Called. Each week on Called, church leaders, innovators, thinkers, including people like Rob Hoskins, Eugene Cho, Julia Veach, John Eldridge, Rebecca Lyons, N.T. Wright, Darius Daniels, Kim Walker-Smith, and many, many more discuss ways church leaders across the country can have a greater impact in their communities and in their congregations. And not only do we cover topics like outreach and worship, but also topics about how pastors can can better care for their own lives and families. We have John Mark Homer talking about soul care. We, we have couples come on to talk about protecting ministry marriages. If you're in ministry or know someone is, who is, be sure to check out Called. It's available every week on the Relevant Podcast Network. All right, to tell us more about today's stories, it's our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Tyler, how's it going, man? Hey, doing as well as can be expected, Jesse. Happy Friday to you. Yeah, it is a it's a very uh, interesting week, interesting sure. times we're living in. Uh, Tyler, first up, uh, you know things are getting serious when even Hollywood is being forced to adjust its release schedule. Tell us what's going on there. Yeah, so hardly any industry in America isn't really uh, feeling the effects and even reeling in some cases from the coronavirus outbreak here in the U.S. But one sign of how serious this pandemic is, is that even Hollywood, who isn't usually one to tuck tail and run, is radically altering its release schedule over the next few months in an attempt to minimize non-essential social gatherings and mitigate the virus's spread. Now, I don't want to make it sound like uh, we're taking any sort of petty or unserious look at this. Obviously, movies are not the most serious part of all of this, but I do think it's important that we focus on things like this, and I'll tell you why. This involves a lot of moving parts, and one serious effect is moves like this will have on theater change and the hourly workers there who will be feeling the squeeze of diminished earnings in a stock market that's in free fall. If you know anyone who works at the cinema, uh, now would be a good time to check in, make sure they're doing all right. Like hundreds of thousands of people all over the world right now, they're dealing with frightening financial and vocational realities. This goes for people who also work in maybe local businesses, restaurants, uh, people who are are going to see some of their hours diminished or perhaps stopped altogether. That's why I want to make sure that we're focusing not just on the broad pandemic, but also on some of the specific uh, industries that it's hitting. We'll try to take focus on those here at Relevant over the coming weeks and months. So Tyler, what, what projects are getting moved around? Okay, so Disney's live action remake of Mulan was getting a, a lot of strong critical buzz ahead of its March 27 release date. No new release date has been announced for it, but it is getting bumped. Uh, new Mutants is getting bumped too. That's an interesting one. That movie must have been born under a cursed moon. The X-Men spinoff was first scheduled to release on April 13th, 2018, then got bumped to February of 2019, then August of 2019, and then was in a limbo period where it looked like it might not get released at all after Disney acquired Fox. Uh, and then it was for sure scheduled to drop in April of this year. That is no longer the case and no new release date has been announced. Antlers from producer Guillermo del Toro, a spooky monster movie starring Jesse Plemons and Carrie Russell has been bumped. No new release date announced there. The Quiet Place Part 2 
John Krasinski's hotly anticipated sequel to his thriller franchise starring his wife Emily Blunt has been bumped. No new release date there. And uh, finally, the, maybe the biggest move so far in all of this is F9, the latest in the Fast and the Furious movies. That has been bumped an entire year to April of next year now. As of right now, the only major release that we're looking at in the next couple of months is Black Widow, which right now is scheduled to land on May 1 still, but uh, definitely keep an eye on that. That'll certainly be subject to potential change here as well. Tyler, in another sort of weird story, uh, the Museum of the Bible is now kind of owning up to the fact that some of its prized possessions, so some very rare, or at least what we presume to be very rare documents, were actually fakes. Yeah, interesting story. So on Friday, a uh, good time to drop some bad news if you've got any right now. Independent researchers announced that the Museum of the Bible's prized Dead Sea Scroll fragments are actually phony. The 16 fragments purported to be among the oldest surviving copies of the Hebrew Bible are apparently forgeries. And outside collectors, the museum's founder, and some of the world's leading biblical scholars were all suckered in by them. According to CEO Harry Hargrave, quote, the Museum of the Bible is trying to be as transparent as possible. We're victims. We're victims of misrepresentation. We're victims of fraud. Tell, tell, tell me how this went down. How did the Museum of the Bible come into possession of fraudulent Dead Sea Scrolls? Quite a story. So uh, art fraud investigator Colette Lowell led this investigation and discovered that while the fragments were all printed on ancient leather, they'd been recently inked and then modified to look like the genuine article. Lowell told National Geographic, quote, these fragments were manipulated with the intent to deceive. The whole detective story is quite a saga. It's well worth your, your time if you're looking for something non-coronavirus to read about. It's posted on National Geographic. We have a link to it over at relevantmagazine.com. So the real Dead Sea Scrolls are mostly housed in a place called the Shrine of the Book. That's part of the Israel Museum in Jerusalem. But in the early 2000s, about 70 so-called snippets purported to be from the Dead Sea Scrolls entered the antiquities market and became a hot item among collectors like the Greens, the wealthy family who owns Hobby Lobby and have become major players in the biblical artifacts market. And Tyler, this is the first time the Greens have unfortunately been duped uh, into something like this when it comes to the Museum of the Bible. Isn't that right? That is right. It's interesting. So the Greens founded the Museum of the Bible. It's in Washington, D.C. And actually, they've been taken in by multiple frauds and forgery scams. In 2017, Hobby Lobby was ordered to return thousands of illegally imported clay tablets and pay a $3 million fine. Just last year, nearly a dozen papyrus fragments in the Museum of the Bible's collection were found to have been purchased by Dirk Obink. He's a renowned Oxford professor, and he's also accused of stealing from a collection that he oversaw. So, But it's worth saying here, in her interview with National Geographic, Lowell was very complimentary of the Museum of the Bible's transparency throughout her process, yeah. saying they readily agreed to what she said were very strict terms. She said, quote, honestly, I've never worked with a museum that was so upfront. National Geographic also talked to a guy named Christopher Rolston. He's a Semitic text specialist at George Washington University, and he expressed optimism that the museum is really trying to set a new course. He said, quote, the Museum of the Bible did some really bad things eight to 10 years ago when they were rightly criticized severely. I believe that they've made a number of attempts in recent years to right the ship. 
Well, Tyler, uh, finally, a helpful song for these times uh, has been released from Bethel's Brandon Lake. Yeah, we talked on The Daily yesterday a little bit about Bethel and how they're responding to the coronavirus pandemic. They have released a new live video for Brandon Lake's We Praise You. It's a good reminder uh, for these difficult times. The music video is posted at RelevantMagazine.com. Here is a clip. We'll see the breakdown Any, any good vibes or, or a hopeful, inspiring message that we can put out there right now or help amplify is worthwhile. Obviously, if anybody else has any recommendations of some new music they think might be helpful to listeners, let us know. We'd love to hear more. Yeah, I appreciate it, Tyler. It's a, it starts with a great lyric. Let praise be a weapon that con- conquers all anxiety. Yeah. So definitely one to a good one to listen to this weekend. Yeah, for sure. Well, Tyler, thanks, man. Hey, thanks. And thanks, everybody. Hope you all have a great weekend and stay safe out there. Yeah, stay safe, everyone. And you can read more about those stories and everything else we're covering over at relevantmagazine.com. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and subscribe to our other podcasts and our newsletter. And don't forget, we're here every weekday, bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.